Welcome to Hamdom Thoughts Podcast. I'm Dennis, ham radio call sign AD6DM. As you may notice from the intro song, it's Christmas season 2020. Welcome to episode 22. I hope you all had a good holiday start and that your holiday plans and gifts are in order. Not stressing out too much during this holiday. I know that I'm still a little bit behind, but we'll see where that goes. I still have what's today. I'm recording this on the 8th, which is the day before it airs, and I think I still have a few more gifts to get, but not too worried about it. For those of you new to this podcast, uh, normally I talk with other amateur radio operators about what they do, why they do it, and some cool things they've discovered like tinkering, electronics, building, and of course, radios. But today, it seems that I don't have a guest lined up. So we are going solo today. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Uh, What we do have today is some old radio recordings. Uh, I wanted to pause and get away from the interview style, and go back in time. Just remember that audiovisual is something relatively recent. Before all the television, computer screens, mobile screens, all people had back in the early 20th century was radio. That was the only way that they could stay connected to the outside world. So spend a few minutes with me today. And let's hear what people in the 30s, 40s, mid-20th century heard. Some of these old recordings are really fascinating to hear. The first one I want to play is from the uh, mid-30s, I believe. Yes, it is the Hindenburg disaster, uh, as narrated, or as, I guess, radio announced by Herb Morrison, and it's dated May 6th, 1937. It's practically standing still now. They've dropped ropes out of the nose of the ship, and uh, it's been taken a hold of down on the field by a number of men. It's starting to rain again. It's, the rain had uh, scratched up a little bit. The back motors of the ship are just holding it uh, just enough to keep it from. It's burst into flames. It's burst into flames and it's falling. It's rising. Watch it. Get out of the way! Get out of the way! Get this, Charlie! Get this, Charlie! It's rising! It's rising! It's rising! Terrible! Oh my! Get out of the way, please! It's running, bursting into flames, and and it's falling on the morning grass, and all the folks between it. This is terrible! This is one of the worst catastrophes in the world. Oh, it's 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 breaking! Twenty, oh, four or five hundred feet into the sky, and it, it's a terrific crash, ladies and gentlemen. The smoke and the flames now, and the flames crashing to the ground, not quite to the morning mass. Oh, the humanity and all the planets are screaming around you. I told you, 
I can't even talk to people. There's prison on there. It's, 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 oh. I, I can't talk, ladies and gentlemen. Honest, it's just laying there a massive smoking wreckage. And everybody can't hardly breathe and talk and scream. Lady, I, I, I'm sorry. Honestly, I, I can hardly breathe. I, I'm going to step inside while I cannot see it. Sorry, that's terrible. I, 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 listen, folks, I, I'm going to have to stop for a minute because I've lost the voice. This is the worst thing I've ever witnessed. Hey, this is Edelman. I'm back again. I've, I've, I've sort of recovered from the terrific explosion and the terrific crash that occurred just as it was being pulled down to the mooring mast. They're still smoking and flaming and crackling and banging down there. And I don't know how many of the ground crew were under it when it fell. There's a, not a possible chance for anyone to be saved. The relatives of the people who are waiting here ready to welcome their loved ones that came off this great ship are, are broken up. They're carrying them in to give them first aid and to restore them. Some of them have fainted. And the people are rush, rushing down to the uh, burning ship. The uh, fire trucks have all uh, gone down to see if they can extinguish any of the blaze whatsoever. But the terrible amount of uh, hydrogen gas in it just caused the, the tail surface broke into flame first, then there was a terrific explosion, and that followed by the burning of the nose and the crashing nose into the ground, and everybody carrying back a great neck speed to get out from underneath it, because it was over the people at the time it burst into flames. Now, whether it fell on the people who were witnessing it, we do not know, but as it exploded, they rushed back. And now it's smoking a terrific black smoke floating up into the sky. The flames are still leaping maybe 30, 40 feet from the ground, the entire 811 feet length of it. They're frantically calling for uh, ambulances and things. The wires are being hu humming with uh, activity. And uh, I've, I've lost my breath several times during this exciting moment here. Uh, will you pardon me just a moment? I'm not going to stop talking. I'm just going to swallow several times until I can keep on. I should imagine that the nose is not uh, more than 500 feet or maybe 700 feet from the mooring mast. They have dropped two ropes, and uh, whether or not uh, some spark or something set it on fire, we don't know, or whether something pulled loose on the inside of the ship causing a spark and causing it to explode in the tail surface. But... Everything crashed to the ground, and there's not a possible chance of anybody being saved. I wish I could stop in just a moment and uh, see if I can get my breath again and tell you if you'll fade it out just a minute. I'll come back with more description. Incredibly dramatic and harrowing to listen to. The next one I have here is by Roosevelt during the Great Depression. This is one of his first speeches after... Things just went south in the banking industry. Just imagine money in your bank account, totally inaccessible. People are looking for work, and the government had to step in with some measures to bring everything back out to prosperity. My friend, I want to talk for a few minutes with the people of the United States about banking. To talk with the comparatively few who understand the mechanics of banking but more particularly with the overwhelming majority of you who use banks for the making of deposits and the drawing of checks. I want to tell you what has been done in the last few days and why it was done and what the next steps are going to be. I recognize that the many proclamations from state capitals and from Washington 
the legislation, the treasury regulations and so forth, couched for the most part in banking and legal terms, ought to be explained for the benefit of the average citizen. I owe this in particular because of the fortitude and the good temper which everybody has, with which everybody has accepted the inconvenience and the hardships of the banking holiday. And I know that when you understand what we in Washington have been about, I shall continue to have your cooperation as fully as I have had your sympathy and your help during the past week. First of all, let me state the simple fact that when you deposit money in a bank, the bank does not put the money into a safe deposit vault. It invests your money in many different forms of credit, in bonds, in commercial paper, in mortgages, and in many other kinds of loans. In other words, the bank puts your money to work to keep the wheels of industry and of agriculture turning round. A comparatively small part of the money that you put into the bank is kept in currency, an amount which in normal times is wholly sufficient to cover the cash needs of the average citizen. In other words, the total amount of all the currency in the country is only a comparatively small proportion of the total deposits in all the banks of the country. What then happened during the last few days of February and the first few days of March? Because of undermined confidence on the part of the public, there was a general rush by a large portion of our population to turn bank deposits into currency or gold. A rush so great that the soundest banks couldn't get enough currency to meet the demand. The reason for this was that on the spur of the moment, it was of course impossible to sell perfectly sound assets to the bank and convert them into cash, except at panic prices far below their real value. By the afternoon of March 3rd, a week ago last Friday, scarcely a bank in the country was open to do business. Proclamations closing them in whole or in part had been issued by the governors in almost all of the states. It was then that I issued the proclamation providing for the national bank holiday. And this was the first step in the government's reconstruction of our financial and economic fabric. The second... And so we hear Roosevelt giving a speech to the entire country over the radio. And of course, what, we're heard, what we heard here was a recording of that, probably on a record player. The president then trying to give the country a plan and to try to calm the nation and help toward recovery. Next up, I want to play something a little bit less depressing. It is something that was actually heard on television as well as over the radio because not everyone had a television back then, but it was the astronauts when they landed on the moon. Okay, engine stop. Houston, uh, Tranquility Base here. The Eagle has landed. Roger, Twink. Tranquility, we copy you on the ground. You got a bunch of guys about to turn blue. We're breathing again. Thanks a lot. And here, when Armstrong was stepping off the lander. I'm going to step off the land now.
That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Amazing. And of course, what would radio be if it weren't for jingle commercials, right? Winston tastes good like a cigarette should. Winston tastes good like a cigarette should. Winston gives you real flavor for rich tobacco flavor. Winston's easy drawing too. The filter lets the flavor through. Winston tastes good like a cigarette should. I love reading about any and remembering history, even more so actually hearing the words that were transmitted over the airwaves back in the early 20th century. I encourage you, take some time, do some Google searches, have a listen to some of the great speeches of the 19th century as well as some of the early radio shows, you might be fascinated. So now I'll, re- I'll end this really short episode with one more by JFK. In the long history of the world, only a few generations have been granted the role of defending freedom in its hour of maximum danger. I do not shrink from this responsibility. I welcome it. I do not believe that any of us would exchange places with any other people or any other generation. The energy, the faith, the devotion which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And the glow from that fire can truly light the world. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. Thank you for entertaining this short episode, this interim episode, while I line up the next guests and the next topics for Hamdom Thoughts. Thanks for listening. This is AD6DM signing off. We're in the process of lining up more shows and hopefully we'll catch you on the next episode. rocking and rolling right now (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's well i'm trying to make it weekly and it used to be that i had a nice backlog of of shows so i could take it a little easy but then i took a a vacation yeah and was just out of you know out of touch for uh, about two weeks and then now it's like i'm by 
flying by the seat of my pants. So 